Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 We some hustlers, baby. <laughs> it's two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of those Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your football Friday. <laughs> you can find Jonas on we, uh, Twitter, too. <laughs> we appreciate you doing so. Oh, man, it's just awkward. Uh, it is really awkward. Uh, we will Jonas, take you, you okay? You yeah. Good, you good? We are uh, just trying to catch my breath here uh oh, yeah gosh. just trying to uh you yeah, know yeah. walked okay. in uh, walked into the uh, production studio and uh, roberto wasn't lying <laughs> what, oh, what'd you call lee away. what'd you call uh, lee roberto <laughs> pedoro <man. laughs> he's a he's a pedoro whatever that is oh, don't say it wrong what no. all right i, don't I think that's good it's not a curse okay. word uh, okay, it's not a curse word is it roberto? i don't know no, if no, it was yeah. a curse word I, I was thinking it just sounded like something else that, the way you said it oh before. yeah that's yeah just wanted yeah. to make it awkward for you that's all it's uh lee, lee you got problems dude like i don't know yeah i knew that was a bad one right away i had to apologize oh, i uh yeah <laughs> i had to apologize but the problem is what did you eat stuck. last night mm. yeah, uh, <laughs> do, do i name them um oh. it was a little bit of everything it was, was a mixed bag so, so you don't have to name the chain but you know if you want oh. to name the uh you know what you ate I thought we were going a different direction there. yeah yeah, I, I was with you on that, Brady. I, yeah. okay. You don't yeah. want to name yeah, it. A, like, yeah. what? Weird way of framing that. So uh, what's food? Yeah. Yeah. Chinese? Uh, yeah, Chinese. I was food. hoping it was food at least. He had some know. Chinese. Um, okay. I think a hot dog was mixed out, in there. Well, some hot dogs, definitely. Yeah. A little mixed in there. So uh, Some Chinese, some hot dogs. Yeah. So so Chinese food can include hot dogs? That's, that's something different? Yeah, it was just a mixed bag, you know. It was all, oh, all over okay. the place yesterday. Did you get some chicken wings, you know? Throw some wings in there. There was some chicken actually this morning, yeah. Oh, okay. Some leftover chicken this morning. How about how about some chili? No, no chili uh, yesterday. Uh, let me tell you something. If some he hummus? <laughs> hummus. 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 <laughs> With that mixture of things, he's going to eat hummus. I'm trying to be – Now, to now I need books. to be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to start making some healthy options. Oh, man. Right. I can't wait until it's my turn, man. <laughs> wait, real quick. Do people eat leftover wings? Because I feel like there's a big, big difference – when you get wings hot, like yeah, fresh, yeah. and then if you eat them like cold, I've done that before. I've been like, yeah, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to fry some wings tonight. I think eat. certain wings you can. Bone in, bone in, you can eat cold, but boneless just sit different when they're cold because they get dry. Yeah, they get really, really, really dry. Yeah. So when you have bone in, it just and but even with bone in, it depends. Like. Like if I if I were to compare chains, it's like if you went to here and and just say the kernel, theirs doesn't really taste that good cold. But if you go over here and it's the sailor man's, it's it's actually pretty doggone good out of the refrigerator, cold. Interesting. 
Yeah. There you go. Some some places. And I didn't want to be offensive better. to anybody, so I thought I'd put it in code word form. You you know the sailor man. You know I'm who sailor man. Hey, listen, hey Lavar, yeah, I listen yeah, to you yeah, and uh, yeah, TJ and Plax on Saturdays uh, when yeah. you on up on game, and yeah. I learned don't give them any love. Uh, you you want to be a part of this, and uh, you, 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 you got to pay. pay. Damn That's right. right. That's how it works. Just like Discover. Because if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right. Thanks for the plug. Hey, you know, that's what we that's do. That's tomorrow, by the way. It is. Yeah, you happy know? new year to everyone. Happy, well, happy, well, it's happy a happy new year. new year. We'll be getting you off and running tomorrow. Are you yeah. doing it tomorrow? You better are you, believe are, it. Are you going to be on tomorrow, John? You better Jonas? believe it, man. I, I get oh. everybody uh, wake their ass up from a hangover and uh, get going early on a Saturday. Nah, they're going to be waking up while you're talking, and then by the time you're done and we come on, then they'll be ready to listen. Hey, you know, that's fine. That's how it works. I'll, I'm happy to be on the undercard. No problem here. Um, here's the uh, the situation that went down. Um, Colin Cowherd, uh, Fox Sports Radio uh, brethren here. You can hear him uh, 9 to noon uh, Pacific time, noon to 3 Eastern time here on uh, many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Uh, he sent out a tweet uh, that said uh, the following, quote, Oklahoma fans don't quite get it. You do realize if it pisses you off a coach left, that's because he was good. Gator fans celebrated Ron Zook leaving. Wolverine fans uh, celebrated similarly with Brady Hoke. And stop with the it's how he left BS. Great athletes, head coaches always leave on their terms. End tweet. To which Brady Quinn replied... Yeah, we'll get into that tomorrow on the show. So the yeah. floor is yours, uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, the, and I'm assuming you took issue with the uh, tweet by Colin Coward. Well, I take issue with this for a number of reasons. One, because it's really solely based around his opinion. It's just his opinion. And, and he's talking down to Oklahoma fans like they can't have their opinion or their side in all of this. And, and, and let me just take you to a couple examples. LeBron James. Same class in high school as LeBron James. We actually tried to get him to come down to the U.S. Army All-American game, as dumb as that sounds, right, to play in it in San Antonio, Texas, when I was a senior in high school because we wanted him to try to come down and be our wide receiver, right? He was that good an athlete. Didn't even play his senior year high school football. Only last year he played was junior year, and we were still trying to recruit him to come down and play because he was that good at, at football too. And obviously he decided not to come. I think we even brought on like one of his high school teammates just to see if, just to see if he, would, he would still come down, at least show up at the game. So I've, I had known LeBron a little bit from that, but obviously when I got drafted to Cleveland, had the chance to meet him, be around that crew a little bit for the few years I was there. And obviously watched him throughout his entire career, have always been a fan of him. When he decided to leave Cleveland the first time, to me, it was never something that I was like emotionally attached to or didn't understand the reasons as to why he was leaving. When he left, it was like pouring gasoline on the fire because of how he did it, because of how he left. Like, do you remember the decision? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember like what he was actually doing at the decision that day? He's raising money for charity. Exactly. Yeah. But is that what anyone remembers from that day? No. No. They remember him going on national television in Akron, Ohio, which is close proximity to Cleveland, and telling everyone. And even the, the way he said it. Yeah, it, it was the it way It wasn't he said that it. he said he was going to go to the Miami Heat 
and try to win at championships or go with the legendary Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade and these other guys. He said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Like that, that I mean, that could be, t- you can take that out of context wherever you want in whatever industry you want. Right. But it was the way he said it. It was the way he did it. It made him that infamous what, for a long time. But that was what infuriated fans. Yeah, That's what made it visceral. That's what made them upset about how he left. It wasn't that he left. There was a lot of people who understood that Dan Gilbert is not a good owner. Or they, or they felt like he wasn't a good owner at that time and didn't do enough to help surround LeBron to give him what he needed to win a championship. You know, I went to that game four that when they got swept in the finals and, and took my dad and, and watched that firsthand. And, and you all collectively, and sitting around people talking about it, you're like, he needs help. He needs more. This isn't enough to help him win a championship. And a lot of people were understanding of that, especially Cleveland Cavaliers fans. And, and now the second time, that might be a little bit different story. But the reality is, it wasn't that he left. It was how he left. Because that's all we remember is how he left and how he chose to. Even though he was trying to do it for a great cause, it was the decision. And that's just one example, right? Tom Brady. Did Tom Brady leave the New England Patriots? I mean, there wasn't like there was a ton of people who were sitting there and burning jerseys and so forth. And why? Because of how he left. He did it in a classy manner. And granted, he had a ton of success there, so what are you going to say at that point in time? But also, there was a way in which he went about doing it that it didn't ruffle the feathers of fans. People, people realized at that point in time, hey, this, this thing's come to its end. But they both did it in classy ways that allowed him to separate and move on. And so there wasn't this, like, outrage about all of it. And so, look, if, if Lincoln Riley or any other coach you want to put into that during the college football coaching cycle – If they wanted to leave, is it going to sting? Sure. But the reality is, like, to sit there and talk down to fan bases and act like you're some omnipotent being when you're really just giving your opinion. Because the reality is, if they had handled it a little bit different and not done it over a 24-hour period and not felt like, you know, they needed to to do it a certain way, it would feel different. No different than the difference between LeBron and Tom and how both those guys ended up leaving to go other places. It's how they left. That's what, I mean, it's no different than a relationship. When you get a bad breakup, I mean, at some point, relationships end. When you have a bad breakup, you're much less attuned to ever talk to that person ever again. It's probably more scarring. It's probably something you remember. When it's more amicable, you end up kind of walking away going, oh, if I see them again, I'd say hello, or maybe we catch up down the road or something like that. Maybe if we work in the same, you know, business or industry, we'd, you know, maybe you know, help kind of share some business here or there, something like that. But it, to me, it's always how it ends. It's always how you left. Because when you don't do it the right way, that's when you get that sort of emotion from people. And so I couldn't disagree any more about all of it. I mean, you could, I, I, could, I could give you any example you want of when I was cut and how a team would handle it versus how a team you know, didn't handle it. I mean, there's, there's, there's different examples of it. But I just think that's an, an opinion that is solely to him. So, you know, stop speaking down to a fan base that is sitting there right now feeling good about where they're at with Brent Venables, the future of the job that, that Bob Stoops did. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, taking such a hard stance on it. You know, I'll further your point. You use an example of, of an athlete to whom much is given, much is required. We're talking about a coach. And, and when you talk about what the level of 
of accountability is for the leader of the flock, not a pair, but the leader. When you handle things in a certain manner, it just it it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. It, it it will be like a pastor changing you know changing churches. It's like ah you know I got a bigger church I got a better better church I'm gonna go over here uh, within 24 hours. <laughs> you know, like if you want to hear my my sermon, come here. Transfer to this church. <laughs> Father, you know? Son, Holy Spirit. See you guys. There you go. <laughs> you, you know, I, I just think that there's something to be said about that because, listen, there are so many there are so many things that that young people are are thinking about when they go to a school to play. There are a lot of things that they don't know. There are a lot of things that the parents are thinking about, and there are a lot of things that the parents don't know, and Sometimes you don't get the opportunity to really sit back and assess things at its face value because there's so many things that you have to entertain for yourself. One of the things that I would immediately think if I went to USC is, will he do it to us? And do I want to go play at a school where can I can I trust that for at least three years if I'm good enough to, to get out of here in three years? But if I'm going to be here for four or five years, are these people going to be here that made a big that was big for me in the schools I looked at when I was coming out of school you got to think I looked at Florida State I looked at Miami Michigan and Penn State right and Miami they they weren't they weren't stable and and they actually were ending up on going on probation. Florida State, they had Bobby Bowden. I'm going to go there. You know why? Because I believe in who Bobby Bowden says he is. And 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 I believed in what that represented to me and and what I wanted to try to accomplish and get done in college. I didn't get recruited as as hard as I would have liked to from Florida State or I would have probably went to Florida State. Penn State recruited me like crazy and it's the same exact thing I'm looking at coach Paterno and heck I could see his glasses or his you know his uh you know his outline his silhouette and I know that that's Joe Paterno and I know that that's Penn State I think there's something to be said about that when you can place that type of trust into the situation that you believe you're in and what you're going into and so for that very reason you got to look at guys that do things in a manner of which there is total what you're saying, Brady. It's just disregard. And and when you find yourself who's someone who is supposed to be so accountable to who you are in so many different ways, not just X's and O's, when they're supposed to be accountable to you for more than that. Right. We, you, you are entrusting your child to these people for the time that you're there. That's how that's stated. And trust your children with us. Right. That's unlike the pros. This is like the first time unless your kid goes to a prep school. This is the first time you're actually allowing your child to be on their own. And you have to entrust them to people that that you trust are going to guide right. them and keep them safe right. and grow them. So there's an there is an expectation that comes with that. So I don't think that it should be diminished or minimized when somebody just leaves, when they just up and go. There is a proper way to go about doing it. Yeah. And and, and by the way, like I used LeBron and how he left with the decision on that the first time. Think about the second time after and Chris Grant, they, they had won a championship, he came back, got that done for Cleveland. But he also ended up leaving a different way. 
and it wasn't that sort of reaction. And, and, you, and you could say, well, it's because they won a championship. No. It's because of how he left. He learned from that. He didn't want to make it a big ordeal about it the next time around. Whether it was for charity or not, he learned that lesson from it. And, and obviously, it was the same thing with Miami and how he left Miami to come back after winning championships there to come to Cleveland. He had learned his lesson from all of that of how to maneuver, how to do all of that. So how you leave, how it ends matters. And so to sit there and diminish that and say, no, it's just about the fact that it happened. No, Uh, you can do it the right way. If you want to get out of a relationship, you want to leave your job, you want to quit, whatever you want, you can do it the right way. All right. You don't have to, uh, what was it, uh, get a cameo at the one time <laughs> of, of the island boys oh, telling yeah. your boss you're going to quit. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not going to help you with your former employer or a future employer. But it does matter how it ends. It does matter how you decide to leave. The effing island boys, man. I, I, that is one of the – you and Brady and Roberto's love for the island boys is one of the most bizarre things to happen I just on this think show. It is quite I, possibly just... the most ballsy move to be, basically go deuces to your boss and send them a <laughs> cameo the from the boys. Island Boys. Yeah, uh, with those claw machine haircuts. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a good look. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, we're going to find out there's a couple of interesting potential coaching vacancies, and they are facing off this weekend. We'll get into all that with our NFL insider right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. 20 minutes from now, we're going to have another edition of Over-Unders here on FSR. So uh, right now, uh, let's uh, find out. Uh, the hotline is buzzing. Uh, so we go to the hotline. Hotline, do we have Albert Breer? Drum roll, please. Albert Breer, are you there? I'm here. Yeah! Uh, there he is. Uh-huh. Yes. There he is. Damn. Yes. I did. I did. I, was, uh, I did come up with something to say back to you guys, but you guys give me whatever you want. I deserve it. <laughs> okay. Listen. A uh, simple uh, ball busting. Uh, one last time before the new year. So you know, it's I uh, got to get out of the way. Um, Albert, I wanted to ask you this uh, before we uh, jump into uh, you know possibly your thoughts on the Michigan Georgia game, uh, but. What is with the all and and Sean Payton and Matt Rule are going to face off this weekend, uh, New Orleans and Carolina. Uh, as far as those potential vacancies, because there's been some stuff about you know Sean Payton, maybe somebody calls to see whether or not they want to move on, and then we hear the Matt Rule fire Matt Rule chance, and Panther fans have kind of turned on him. Where do those guys stand heading into the off season with those two teams? Yeah, I think Matt's going to get another year. Um, you know, I think you look at the contract that they did for him, and it was you know, unprecedented um, for a first-time NFL coach to get a seven-year deal. Um, and, you know, I think that there was, you know, a feel that there was going to be some level of adjustment um, when it came to Matt Rule coming to the NFL. Now, he had some experience in the league, but he only coached one year, and that was as an assistant offensive line coach with the Giants. And so, you know, I, I think if you look at where they are, they actually have, I mean, more or less fixed the defense. And the defense looks like it's going to be in really good shape going forward. Offensive skill positions look like they're in good shape. And, you know, that really leaves two areas, which is offensive line and, of course, quarterback. And 
you know, I think, you know, like if you look at the last two years there, it's just a case study in how half measures at quarterback can kind of blow up on your face, you know, and how like when you go and get like the veteran stopgap, sometimes that can undermine the whole thing. You know, they tried it with Teddy Bridgewater. They tried a reclamation project with Sam Darnold. They tried bringing Cam Newton back. Uh, they've relied some on, you know, his old quarterback from Temple, P.J. Walker. And so, you know, I, I think the mandate for, uh, for, for Matt Rule is going to be twofold this offseason. It's going to be go get a quarterback and make the playoffs. And his, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch because usually teams that are under the gun to go and get a quarterback um, might be apt to overpay. So, you know, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, like if those guys are available, what are they willing to give up to get one of those guys? Do those guys want to go to Carolina? You know, and then if it's not one of those guys, where do they look? You know, because the college ranks doesn't look like there's a great one coming out. So, you know, do you need to, you know, go and roll the dice again on a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield? Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason there. And then, you know, I think with the Saints, it's just up to Sean, you know, and what he wants to do. You know, of course, you know, he'd be welcome back in New Orleans. And, um, you know, I, I think a piece of this, guys, is, you know, other teams are going to look at it and say, has Sean Payton reached his natural conclusion in New Orleans? He's been there 16 years. Um, they don't have a quarterback right now, um, long term. Even Jameis Winston isn't signed for next year. They've got some cap issues. It's still a really good roster. I mean, they're not far off um, from being really good, but. Um, you know, I think that it's fair, like, to ask that question if you're another team, if you want to make a run at them. And, you know, then the question becomes, what's it going to take to get him out of there? Um, and, I, and I think if Sean wanted to leave because of everything he's done for that organization, you know, I think the Saints at this point might listen. So uh, that's an interesting one. And, again, like I think I said to you guys before, I think more teams are going to be asking those questions this offseason, ones that are looking for coaches. Like, has Mike Tomlin reached his natural conclusion in Pittsburgh? Has, you know, I I, I think if you're, you're one of these teams that's looking for a coach, I, it can't hurt to ask, right? Not to say that he, any like any of those guys want to leave their places, but you know I think there are a few coaches out there where you can look at them and say, you know, based on the quarterback situation, based on the reward of the roster is, um, it might be you know just the, the, a good time to go and get one of those you know really really established, accomplished coaches out of those places. Albert, I want to ask you just about Matt Rule and his ultimate, I guess, his control in Carolina. Yeah. Is it him or Fitterer as far as who is deciding, you know, some of those decisions with bringing in Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Donald for that matter and draft selection as well? Because I do have a kind of follow-up to that. Who's in control? Yeah, I'd say Matt has the trigger um, when it comes down to it. And, look, like I think Scott's a really good personnel guy. Um, and one of the reasons he was attractive to them is because he worked with somebody who had like a pretty similar background in Seattle and Pete Carroll. Carroll had control, you know, the 53 in Seattle. And, you know, so Scott Fitter got to see John Schneider and Pete Carroll work together harmoniously and build a champion um, right. as Carroll, the transition coming back to the NFL. And so there were some similarities there. But, yeah, I'd say rule has the trigger. So, so the question then becomes if he does have control – what would prevent him from basically saying, look, we need to go get one of these quarterbacks. I'm going to give up our next three years of first-round picks just to be and, and whatever it takes to be able to get a Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, whoever it's going to be, yep. to be able to make that happen. And so, you know, given right. that if he's only got a year left, he's got to do it, and that's one of his needs. Yeah, okay, that may work, and maybe it doesn't, and maybe the whole thing blows up. I mean, isn't that kind of a risk? 
Yeah, and you know what's funny about that, Brady, is that um, normally in that situation, the guy who would be the governor on that would be the owner, right? Like Dim if you have a coach that's got a lot of yeah. power in that situation. But Tepper's just as crazy for a quarterback as anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Tepper's been the one who, like last year, was pushing, like, let's see if we can get Watson. And this was before the legal situation. But, you know, when the, the Texans were saying no and hanging up on everybody calling, like, I mean, Tepper was the one in that building that was pushing the envelope. Can we offer more? What can we do creatively? Can we get him out of there? And so, like, I, I, I think normally in a situation like this, the guy who would be kind of, I think, just being, being the caretaker of, like, the, the long-term vision for the franchise and being the one that would make sure that somebody looking for a quick fix wouldn't do something that was overly risky would be the owner. But in this case, you know, I, I think the owner has shown in, over the last couple of years since they fired Ron Rivera that, and, and, and moved on from Cam Newton that he is hell-bent on finding a quarterback. So I think, you know, if Rule um, wanted to go out there and overextend himself for, you know, a Watson or a Wilson or a Rodgers, I actually think he might find some support from the owner's box on it. Hmm. I'm going to uh, move over to this 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 list, the the finalists for the the NFL Hall of Fame, AB, it yep. is an amazing group of of guys. I mean, I, you know, you can look at some of of these lists, and sometimes you may not know who they are. I'm I'm not certain that this is not one of the most star bolstered uh, finalist lists that that I've seen. But one one name that jumps out at me, and I want to get your opinion on this, and I'm sure you'll know once I say it, you know, the the idea and the meaning of what Sam Mills has meant to so many people on such a large level. What's the, the feeling of if if a guy like Sam gets into the Hall of Fame? That has to be a discussion point, I would assume, um, in the circles of people who are going to vote. Yeah, and I, I love the idea of Sam Mills because he's one of the rare guys who's got such a lasting legacy with multiple franchises, you know. And, um, you know, I, I think part of the Hall of Fame, I mean, obviously, like, the prereq, like, like what gets you in the door, like, the cover charge is, like, what, um, what a great player you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, that's everybody who gets in is a great player. Um, but I think the, the, the thing that can kind of, one of the things that can be a separator between guys who might get in and guys who don't, is the impact that you have on people, the impact you have on football. And, like, I can remember, like, being a kid and, you know, what a, what a great player he was in those defenses. You know, they had guys like Ricky Jackson on them mm-hmm. and how he was sort of the focal point of one of the great defenses of that era, right? Like, of the late 80s, early 90s. And then you turn around and you see what he means in Carolina, right? Like, where the keep pounding thing is him, you know? And the legacy that he left behind for an expansion franchise where he was, you know, a foundation piece for a team that was just getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, like, I, I'm with you, LeVar. I, I think, you know, Sam Mills is one of those guys who's a great player in his own right, but there's, like, an impact that goes beyond just what a great player he was in the sort of leader he was in those Saints defenses and then what he meant for a franchise that was just getting off the ground. And I think there are a few guys like that, you know, mm-hmm. on, on this year's list. Like, I, I think there are a couple of guys. Um, you know, Richard Seymour is another one who, like, didn't have the numbers. But I think if you ask guys who played for those Patriots teams in 01 and 03 and 04, some of them might tell you our best player was Richard Seymour, not Tom Brady. 
And I know that sounds crazy, but at the time, Brady was a young player. And Seymour was such a, I mean, just such a force for that team, you know, and like made Teddy Bruschi and Mike Vrabel and, um, you know, later on Vince Wilfork and Ty Warren, the guys that played around, he made all those guys better players, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, you know, some opportunity for the, the, the Hall of Fame committee to get some guys in this year where, like your Mills, like your Seymours, where, you know, like the guys were great players in their own right. There's no denying it. But I think beyond that, you know, it's guys who had real impact on, on things that happened in the game. Uh, Albert Breer, uh, last one uh, before we let you go. Uh, senior NFL reporter for the MMQB joining us here. Also an avid college football fan, uh, a Ohio State alum. Um, when you're watching Michigan and Georgia <laughs> playing later on, uh, are you going to be all Big Ten all the time, or are you going to say, screw Michigan, they've been celebrating way too much over one win over my uh, alma mater, and you're going to be rooting for Georgia to lay the hammer? I'm not going to lie, guys. It's it's, um, it's going to be kind of a tough watch, I think. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, 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 like you guys uh, went to LeVar Brady. You guys went to schools to play against them. They've got a little, they've got a little chesty the last month, haven't they? Like, they've been peacocking. <laughs> they've, been, they've been peacocking around. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of bravado out, out, out there, and and, and I want to root because like, the Big Ten's five and zero now. You know what I mean? Like in bowl games, so I want to root for them, but. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I guess publicly I'm gonna have to abstain from this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're undefeated I, in bowl games right now. Al. I know, I know. I mean, Lavar, who are you rooting for tonight? Oh, Michigan, easily. And I hate Michigan. Okay. You know, I hate you. I, I like I hate <laughs> Ohio State, and I hate Michigan. But again, I said this earlier in the show. All 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 bets are off. It's it's. Temporary, temporary. We're together. Temporary. Uh, uh, what a treaties. Um, when it's the ten versus someone else, I, I, I want just, the ten to be all good. Right, Brady, Brady, because, Brady, because you cover this, like you can't, like, yeah. like I know you can't, like, have that strong take on it. But what do Notre Dame people want to happen tonight? Um, I don't know because I don't think they like either. I mean, I, can, they can't tie. Can, can they both get COVID and then the, the other semifinal yeah. game ends up being the national championship? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'd say, oh, we won Cincinnati. At least they could say they lost to the national champion. I don't know. I mean, I'll say this much. I am really curious because what we see, like, in bowl season so far, we haven't had the best of the best teams in each conference. And what you see in every conference is, like, the top two teams are, like, by far and away the best. And right. that's where I'm really curious to see how Michigan stacks up versus Georgia. Because, what is it, seven and a half points still? Yeah. Is that the spread yeah. still? Yeah, seven and a half. That's kind of a lot. And the other game, obviously, we knew it would be a lot because it's a group of five team taking on Bama, number one team. But seven and a half is kind of a lot. So I kind of sit there and say, all right, I think Michigan could keep it within the number. Like, if I was a betting man, I'd say the under is the best play. But yeah. I don't know, man. I think Michigan hasn't seen a defense – yeah, they they haven't seen a defense like this maybe since Wisconsin, and I know people right. are gonna laugh at that, but Wisconsin was pretty salty, and it came down to just a couple plays. Brady, you, Brady, so so you you know this better than than I do. Is it is it not true that Michigan and Georgia are the same team? Only Georgia has better players. Uh, I wouldn't go that far because I, I, I don't yeah, know that. They're built, but they're really built similarly, aren't they? Yeah, they are built similarly. I, I think. Well, I mean, one of the it's underlying things team. is. It, well, Georgia's built, a Big Ten team this year, but they got they have so much more speed. I they mean, have that's, way more speed. 
They got speed yeah. on the perimeter. I think the biggest difference for me is I don't know that Georgia's as good as Michigan is on the edge on defense. They're not. And I think Georgia's better at the linebacker spot. Way better. There's, there's no one yeah. on the field like N'Kobe Dean. There's, just, there's, yeah. there's no one like him out there. Right. So that's, that's, that's one thing. I think the, the biggest issue is Daxon Hill might not play. I don't even know if he made the trip to South Florida. There, there's a lot of you know, Did you guys see the Harbaugh video from that? Yes. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and, and here's the deal. is if, he, if he's not playing in the game and he can't match up with Brock Bowers, who's one of the best tight ends in the country, it's a problem. So it, right. it's going to be curious to see how this all plays out. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, and you, guys, you guys can know this, too. I got a tweet ready for about eleven thirty. If <laughs> very good, that's how that's how it works. By the way, subtle jab too. They're the same team except uh, they just have better players. Like telling no, someone. No, but I know, but I think it's. I, I don't even mean it as an insult, though, Jonas. That's the thing is like they they are they're built. They're, I mean, Georgia's like, defense look, like, has more draftable players on defense. Right. I think. I mean, if we look at like I had somebody, so I had somebody say this to me, like um, you know, an established evaluator said. Georgia's defense may not have a top 10 pick on it. The, right, the front seven may not have a top 10 pick on it, but it's possible that every player in the top in their, in their front seven is drafted in the first three rounds, which wow. is bananas. Which is, wow. I mean, think about that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so they may not have like the Chase Young, Miles they don't Garrett, have whatever you want to call it. Right? They don't have Aiden Hutchinson or David Right, Johnson. They don't have Aiden Hutchinson, but they, but they don't have David Hutchinson, but every single player in their front seven is going to be a top 100 pick, which is nuts. That's awesome. Uh, get him on yeah. Twitter, at uh, Albert Breer. Albert, a happy new year to you and yours, man. We always appreciate it. Looking forward to doing this more next year as well. Thanks, Albert. All right, thanks, guys. I'll try to be all on right, time, <laughs> It's happy all good. Happy new year, brother. Uh, he's, a, he's a good dude. Uh, one of our favorites, Albert Breer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so coming up next here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, we've got some over-unders looking ahead to some major matchups in the NFL and college football this weekend right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Berto pop blocks. Hell yeah, he does. Do you? Bring the you Berto? funk right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You see his do, hips. Funky. Do you, do you go down on, uh, do you go down on, uh, what, <laughs> Please what, complete what, what that sentence. That? Yeah, don't ask that. Please complete that sentence. <laughs> muscle, muscle beach. Where's Venice? Do you go down and pop oh, block gosh, on dude. Venice? No. Yeah, yeah. Goes to Venice oh. Beach. Roberto, please finish. Please finish. You go. Do you go <laughs> you down? Gotta, you got to stop tricking <laughs> me, man. Please. Roberto, half the time I feel like you're you're saying stuff that like actually makes the air. And I'm like that. No, that not, wasn't on the air. <laughs> thank God. I don't know the difference. You got to help me out over here. By the way, I mean, I said, do you go down there? He said what he said. I'm glad everybody couldn't hear because we definitely would have had to dump it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there my, you go. My There's favorite is when Roberto. I know when Roberto says something to only Lamar because in the middle of his sentence, Lamar will just go, oh, geez. Uh, by the way uh, we are brought to you by nitsa do you think it's okay to drive stone the truth is your reaction time slow way 
down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. So stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. You guys know this how Jonas Chase is? to put voice. your money where your the mouth is. Voice. I have been losing. What are you talking about? I am low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. Hey! Can you only answer in, in your read voice? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Lee, what do we or got? Your Harry uh, Carey voice. Lee, what do we got? Uh, oh, let's still, let's still. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe. You guys, a real quick recap of last week. Lavar was right that Ryan Tannehill would have under one and a half passing touchdowns. Jonas and Brady, you guys were right that Kyler Murray would have over 292 passing and rushing yards. You guys were real close with Jonathan Taylor rushing yards. He hit the over at 108. Brady and Lavar were right on that. And Lavar was alone in thinking that Devontae Adams would hit the over on 91 and a half. So Lavar extends his lead. Of course he does. Wow. Well done, Lavar. Thank, well Thank you, guys. Thank you. What now, Lee? Why did, I think, why did I not think Devontae Adams would? I don't know. What a dumb know. decision that was. We were drunk. You what got, now, Lee? You guys, a look ahead to the college football playoff. The Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati versus Alabama. Total touchdowns for Bryce Young, four and a half. <laughs> what? Four and a half? Is that an actual line? That is, uh, yeah, that is combined and this rushing, is rushing and, and passing. passing. Yeah. Wow. I'm taking the over. I want to take the Really? Under. Yeah. God, that's a lot. I know they got a ton of defenders. I know they got some great defenders on Cincinnati, but I'm, I'm going with the over. I'm taking the it's, under. It's Bama. Dude, I love BY, but, I mean, hey, I'm going to take the under. I think it gets four. Now, now you're making me rethink this. I mean, yeah. they got good cornerbacks. I, I, that Kobe Bryant kid's good. Sauce Gardner. I think it's dead on. I think four and a half yeah. is like the, the perfect line. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm the, gonna under, take the under. I'm going to take the under, but I don't feel yes. good about it. On to the Orange Bowl, you guys. Number of sacks for Aiden Hutchinson, one and a half. Over. Oh, no. I'll take I'm the taking under. under. Over. Yeah. yeah. Them big boys for Georgia. You seen them? Ooh, boy. Yeah. Speed kills, homeboy. That's true. It takes you a while when you're fast and to get around Hutchinson a big Hutchinson is a object. dope dude. He's, you can do it now. But I just think that, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the under. Schematically speaking, I'm taking the under. You guys, on to the NFL Chiefs at Bengals. Total passing yards between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, 599 and a half. Over, baby. We're going shootout. Give me an over. What was it set at? 99. 599 and a half. Oh, yeah. I'll go over. I'm going to take the under. You guys, what could be Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field? Passing touchdowns, one and a half. Over. It's going to be a showcase game. They're going to try and give him a couple of easy ones. <laughs> well, can he deliver? I mean, that's more of a question. <laughs> Is Friarmouth back? Who? Friarmouth. Is his tight end back? I do not know that yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the over on that one. I'm, I'm going to take the over. He's an Ohio guy. Even though he'd be beating an Ohio team, I still all right, all right, quick see him go up. All right, all right. So there it is. Uh, so that is uh, this week's edition of uh, Over Unders here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. So we had a special one. Special one. We'll uh, we'll get to next hour here. It involves somebody on the crew. I want so. me some glory. Oh, jeez. I want some dogs. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.